I think it's a, it's a multi-layered approach, right? We definitely need media. We need media written by six with six on screen to portray that because sometimes that's the only way to get to people, right? Entertainment is also, you know, people can say as much as they want. It's an escape, but on some level, they take something from it. And if this media were to teach you about six or at least let you see what a sick experience is like, right? It will change your perception, but also... I don't know what it's like in the UK, but in the US, the education for Sikhi is so minimal, right? Like when I was in high school, I don't know how much it's changed because it's been 10, 12 years. Uh, um, but when I was in high school, it was a paragraph and it was in the section for Hinduism. So like the, the teachings of Sikhi and like the, just understanding the word Sikh and Sikhism or Sikhi, I would love if people would use Sikhi instead of Sikhism. I do my best to not use Sikhism because I just, I don't like it. Um, and so, uh, but like getting people to even understand just that, like, you know, the just the basics would be, it would change so much, honestly, because at least you could say then, okay, the general population has at least heard of the word sick, right? Excuse me. It, it's not because of a, they didn't hear, they didn't learn about six. Maybe they're not going to know much or remember why we have a turban or anything like that, but at least if they know that it exists, right? We have to, it's sad, but we have to at least get to that level where like the masses know that we exist. Um, we're not a subsect of something. We're not just like a, like a variation of like Hinduism or Islam or something like yeah. that. So like, so education and media are yeah. two really big components of it because I mean, I don't expect families to teach their own kids, you know, so where are they going to learn about it in a public setting? So whether it's media or education, those two ways, you know, we got to do some, like we got to get in both those spaces. And people have like, I know that there's been initiative here to get uh, a curriculum about Sikhi into public schools um, and things like that. And it's, it's become more spread across the country, but it's not national yet. Um, media, we're so far, for, so far away from like really, um, getting any sort of real foothold yeah no i get you i get you i mean like when i was um in when i was doing my gcse so i was like what 14 16 like sikhi we had a book that said Sik sikhism and on the front there was two people getting an undergrad done and like the guy that was there it was like a fully clean shaven guy and like it, it just wasn't representative at all of what a sick like like should be and like i don't know it was very it was very demoralizing me seeing that i'm just like one of the main things that like they taught the band and they're just like okay so it says here that Sikh shouldn't cut the hair but the picture on the front of this book is a guy who's cut oh. the hair it's like well what how does that make any sense then yeah and it's it's one reason that I also have like decided to pursue film and television because like there is no one doing it and I don't know when else when there will be someone doing it and I'm not going to wait for someone else to do it so I'm just going to do it myself. <laughs> yeah you know it's so crazy right this is something that I don't think I've ever really said to anyone but I remember like I would go out shopping and like or I'd go to university and I'd have a bag on right like I'd have my backpack on mm -hmm. and usually someone sees me a guy with a beard a turban a backpack especially if the backpack looks quite full 
then people immediately have those stereotypes. And I can often see people getting uncomfortable around me. Like, I, I know it's like people are like, oh God, like, I, I hope he doesn't sit next to me or they start like shuffling a little bit and stuff like that. And like, people can say like, oh, it's just like you overthinking or whatever. But it happens frequently enough for me to know exactly what's going on. And like, if people say stuff enough to me as well, which they have, or they've like acted out, then like, I can tell, oh yeah, this is why people are doing it. But like, I even felt like, oh wow, I, I'm really glad that I'm going out and I'm wearing a big bag and I've got my distance and people can see my case and then nothing happens. Because the more times that people see a sick and nothing bad happening, the less that they're gonna think, oh, that's sick, oh yeah, this happened and then there was this fight or this happened over there and stuff like that. So even just us being, even us just walking about, like we are representing sick and even just by doing nothing wrong, we're almost destroying the image that the media has created of, these are terrorists. Like, do you know what I mean? It sounds so insignificant, but even just getting out of the house and like people seeing you and nothing, like no negative activity, you just not being involved in bad things. That is such a good thing in itself. And it's, it's undervalued, but it's, I think it's really important. Yeah, that's a great point. I didn't think of it that way um, because I've definitely been in those scenarios. I was once on a packed train um, and there was a seat next to me. When we got to the next stop, I see people look for seats, look at the seat, and then just decide to stand. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm definitely overthinking why this person didn't sit next to me. <laughs> you know, like, it's obvious. I've had, dude, the wildest story to me was I went to, I used to work at Best Buy, and I was, you know, some gentleman came into the, the, the building, and I was kind of standing pretty close to the entrance. So I went up to him, you know, was like, hey, is there anything you need help with, sir? And he said, no, thank you. I'm good. Super polite, super friendly. So I said, okay, if you have any questions, just let me know. I'm over there. He said, great. I walked away. A few minutes later, my coworker comes up to me. He goes, hey, did you help that guy over by the TVs? And I said, yeah. He said, you didn't need any help. Why? And he goes, well, he did need help. He just told me he didn't want it from you. Yeah because he thought I was dangerous. That's what he said to my coworker. Oh, wow. Yeah, my dad has experienced it a bunch. Like people will come in and like, they have like, uh, you know, what do you call them? Liaisons for lack of a better word, but like people like to, to direct you like which person to get help from. And they will be like, I don't want help from that guy. And like mm -hmm. my dad has worked at the same company for like 20 plus years, so everybody knows him, all the company people know him and know what a great, you know, employee he is. So it's like, no, 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 you want help from this guy. Like he'll do everything he can to help you. And they're just like, I don't want to be, I don't want to talk to that guy. Like he's, he, he deals with it all the time. It's terrible. It's terrible. Like for people like us who were quite, I would say strong in our psyche in the sense that we know something like that, some, a small experience like that isn't going to break it. For someone else who's just getting into it or someone who's just going into it, one day they decide that they want to wear the start. And then for a comment like that to be thrown at them was like, just even these looks of judgment, like it can be quite difficult to take if you don't have the right understanding, if you don't have the right education, then it, it is, it's really bad for us to be dealing with this on a regular basis. And I'm sure a lot of people, you know, that's why like, when people move to the UK, a lot of six decided to cut their hair they started to go out with co-workers to the bar because they thought, you know, it is we have to fit in, we have to find a way to like become more acceptable. Obviously, by no means am I supporting their decision to do so. But at the same time, when they were desperate for jobs and things like that, 
I can see why that they've done that. Right. Like, for sure. But yeah, I did. did we started talking about media, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry with the conversation. Like, there's there's a lot that we can yeah, talk about. But um, there was one specific example of I can't remember which film it was, um, where there was a sick guy being played by a non-sick guy. Yeah. Was that Blue Bloods or was that... So Blue Bloods is the show. Learning to Drive was the film. In both instances, right. it was played, they were played by non-sicks. So... Okay, um, okay yeah. yeah. It's just in Learning to Drive, it was Ben Kingsley, who was at least Indian, right. but like... And I know why they did it, because of star power, right? But, um, well, yeah, what was your question? Yeah, so... My question was, is how do you think non-sick actors playing sick roles affect sicky? Hmm. I don't know how much it affects, it affects sicky specifically, but it affects like our, this journey of like trying to be, create more awareness, right? Because a lot of people forget that along with a movie, comes the promotion and the marketing right and so when i mean i've never seen it uh, i've never seen any promotion and marketing for this film learning to drive with ben kingsley but i imagine he wasn't wearing the thug when he was going around doing press for this right so you have this guy dressing up as a sick right and that literally is just taking an opportunity away from a sick like there could be a sick actor who is fit for the role and they decided not to cast him because he has no name recognition. But how is he going to get name recognition if he's never given opportunities? It's this, you know, never-ending cycle of like, oh, I don't know if you've done any job searching, but it's like, you don't have a job because you need experience, but without a job, you can't get experience. So it's the same idea. If the six are never cast, then we can never, you know, have a sick with written name recognition. And so it's really frustrating because this is a role tailor-made for a sick because the character is a sick. He's not just incidentally a sick by chance. Like the story revolves around him being sick. And like his background of the backstory of his character is written based on sick history. There's so much they do in a nun cottage. They go to Gurdwara like just to show a service, you know? And like all these things are done. So Sikhi is ingrained in this character and they decide not to put a sick on screen, like have an actual sick play the character. And it just makes it harder for us to do, like raise awareness from that element of media because if the, if the actual character was played by a sick, then when he's doing press, they can talk to the sick about the faith and like make sure it's accurately explained and talked about versus like, I'm sure Ben Kingsley did some research and has like a little knowledge, but it's not the same. Like, don't like you wouldn't expect me to talk about the Jewish experience or what what Judaism is like I know little things but I would never try to represent that to like a mass of people you know so it's it's people think it's just about what's on screen but we forget that there's marketing promotion interviews and all these things that go into it that also matter because I don't want Ben Kingsley representing Sikhi when he goes to do an interview about this movie yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I do. I definitely think that it's disrespectful to some degree as well to just dress up as a sick and think that yeah, th- this is fine to do because it's not. It's not. If someone just started like 
imagine like some girl just dressed up in a headscarf and everything like that pretended to be muslim but then like it doesn't actually wear a headscarf in a day to day it's like well that's disrespectful you're just i get that you're playing a part and it's a role but disrespecting a religion is not the way to do it like you could just not have that person cast and if the film can't be cast without that person then you shouldn't be reading that film or you should cast the correct person to do it like it's that simple (laughs) i've got no problem with like a sick going on role like you know doing all the acting doing all these things but someone dressing up to be a sick Right. It's really, really bad for us to see because then people just think, oh, well, yeah, anyone can wear the star. Anyone can, oh, like, did you wear a kirpan in the film? I don't know if he had a kirpan. Because I don't, no, I don't think so. I mean, he did during the Anand cottage, but like, not like every day kind of thing. I don't think kirpan. so. Kirpan, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but even in that sense, it's like almost like, oh, so anyone could just wear a kirpan and then take it off when they don't want it and stuff like that. Like, right. these are these are dangerous things at this point. Like, it's not something small. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like, let's say one film, you know, we can brush past it. But two, three, four, ten, the entire youth are just watching these films where it's like the sick is a drunk person. Mm-hmm. Or the sick is someone who's just like being really goofy, like, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's yeah. not the image that we should be portraying. Right. And actually, I, I forgot to include that with the whole idea of cultivation theory. It's about the repetition of images, right? So people will say like, oh, why does this one movie matter? I'm like, it's not the one movie. It's the pattern. It's the pattern mm-hmm. of how we're depicted on screen in Bollywood or in Hollywood. It's that. And that's what people think. Like, I don't know what it's like for you because Simpsons is an American show, but like, People will, you know, make comments about, to any South Asian, but including me, like about being Apu from The Simpsons with the goofy accent. Like, it's a similar situation of like, they've just seen that for decades and decades as the only South Asian representation. And so they think that's what South Asians are like. And, you know, we're not, you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe some people are, but that's not the whole scope. And to just like put that on any South Asian just because that's what you saw on television is like weird. Yeah, exactly. Or even like the fact that he's got like eight kids or something like that. Like all, all these small things that they add up, and like the more that people see it, like you said, it's that it's that repetition of it, which just makes it even worse. So it comes back to what we're both doing now, which is trying to represent Siki in a better way. And I feel like we're doing a decent job at it. <laughs> like I would say based off the feedback that we've had and like the way that people perceive the videos we're doing unfortunately I'd say this unfortunately we're doing a job that we never intended to do because of what you could put down to poor leadership within the Sangat like we both talked about this on our last call we are not the most educated people when it comes to Sikhi, no. we're not like we're really not like I, I think about myself I'm like I, I have so many flaws there's so much stuff about Sikhi that I don't know and I know that a lot of people might say the same thing like they might say like oh yeah everyone might turn around and say I'm flawed and stuff like that but I know someone like who has a great deal of knowledge in Sikhi I know the difference between them and me and that's right. a huge huge step and it shouldn't be me or like 
I'm I'm gonna save you yeah, because we're talking about. I, it. I agree. I but, agree. <laughs> but it shouldn't be us who's doing it if we don't know the depth of Sikhi, if we don't know the ins and outs of the history of Sikhi. It should be those people who've got that gyan, who's got that level of understanding, who actually come forward and talk about it. We can fill in for now. <laughs> but when the deeper questions start coming and we don't know the answers, then we need to be able to turn to someone about this. We need to be able to say, look, hold my hands up. I don't know the answer to some questions. This is who you go to for them. It, are there people like that that you know that maybe also want to create content now or also want to like you know expand things in a, a better way for those who have got a lot of questions? Mm, I mean, there are some YouTube channels that I, I follow. We've talked about the like basics of Sikhi, Nanaknam. Um, people that I know personally, not that I can think of. All the people I know are. Maybe they know more than me, but not like so much more than me that, you know, and, and they're, it's either they, I know people who know so much more than me, but they're not creating content or the people creating content know like similar levels as I do kind of thing. So yeah, it's, it's a, you know, and I think part of the reason too is like, we've been so discouraged our com because of culture, our community has been so discouraged from exploring creative fields like videography is a creative field making videos content creation is a, is a content creation it's a creative field you know and no one has been encouraged to do that and i just am the crazy person who decided to start making videos because i like making videos and didn't care what people thought about it you know but other people concern themselves with what their family or other people are going to think of them and I have so little concern about what other people are going to think about me for better or worse. I just don't care, you know? So, but that's an issue is like, I truthfully want to start some sort of initiative to get people young six into the creative arts. Not necessarily as a career, but just like have that ability, have that understanding. And then if they find an interest, sure, they can pursue it as a career if they'd like. Oh, that would be great. Like. Uh, we definitely need more of that. We need the more, we need the support. We firstly we've seen that it can be done. All right, like that's what you're doing now. You're showing people like, like you can go into this and it can go well and you can be happy doing it. Like that's what people need to see first. And now that you've done that, it would be great. And I think it's necessary that six start to understand how to create content, how social media works well, how to use social media. This is a form of patrad. Like. That's yeah. what you can do with it. And it, it's a great server. Like if you want, like, did you ever watch the street patrols from Basic Sasaki? Yeah, I've seen some, yes. Yeah, like mate, them street, those were so good. Like you'd watch it and you'd be like, they're doing such a good server by talking about Saki with these other people. We have the same opportunity to do that with these platforms. But if we don't understand it, if we're, we're so focused on that judgment, then we're never going to pursue them. So it is really important that we start to do that. If you start something like that, bro, I would definitely be ready to support it. Like it, it needs to be done, to be honest. Like it's not even a question of should it, it needs to be. I mean, it's, it's the only way we're gonna get enough people in the industries to actually make a change on our narrative on the, and have people tell our stories. Cause like maybe one day I make one movie or one TV show, that's cool. But as I just mentioned, it's about the repetition of images and symbols. So we need multiple stories and paintings and videos and books even, you know, like we yeah. just need more of all sorts of media from a sick voice and a sick lens. 
And I think that's the biggest thing. There is a sick film festival that takes place here in the US. Um, it's very small, but still it's something, right? Um, and so, yeah, there are small initiatives. We just need to keep growing them. Yeah, I mean, fingers crossed with time, we'll be able to deal with these things. I feel like once we have, because there's a lot of misconceptions and still have different interpretations of things. That's why most of the time people butt heads are like, well, I don't agree with what you're doing and I don't agree with what you're doing. So I'm not going to work together with you. Mm. Like, that's such a bad mentality to have. We might not, like, we might disagree on certain things, but at the end of the day, we're all six. We're all trying to follow the principles within Guru Granth Sahib Ji. We're trying to understand our history and be good people. Like, that's so core to what we're doing. So I think that for us to really move forward, for us to make it big within like social media content with all these kind of things, then we need to have that approach of like, you know, really starting to care for each other, really starting to not judge everyone, not judge everything that they're doing and start to encourage people more because it can make a huge difference. Like it, it only takes one person to stand up and be like, yeah, I'm going to start making content. I'm going to start speaking more about the things that I care about and look how far you've gotten. Like it's insane. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's wild. And I'm, I'm really, you know, grateful and blessed for the impact I have had. I don't know really how big or small it is, but I know I've had an impact just from all the comments and messages I receive, both from, you know, non-six and six alike. I mean, I get so much love, honestly. Uh, and I'm shocked every time I get a message. It's like, sometimes I like go to, you know, my Instagram inbox and there's like hidden requests. And then it's like, this long a paragraph and I read it all. And it's just like the most heartwarming comment that I got of someone, you know, challenging their biases or their, my videos, making them question their understanding of people of different cultures and of this identity. And they started looking into Sikhi more and they just like realized how beautiful it is. And those are just, it's amazing to hear and read these messages. Yeah, man, like I've had a few messages as well and it, it's insane. I, I feel almost like what's the there's a certain word for it when you put in a situation you don't feel like you're worthy to be there. It's a, like um, I don't know if this is the one you're talking about, but imposter syndrome. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, imposter yeah. syndrome. Like someone messing with me and they'll be like, "Oh, like this video really helped me understand this better." I'm like, I don't even know if I made sense in this video. Yeah. Like, well, how did this help me? <laughs> but yeah. then again like at the same time it is so nice to see i'm so grateful that like firstly i had this opportunity to do it and then secondly it's actually being useful to people as well but yeah man, it's definitely something i'd encourage people to get involved in now on the flip side of all the niceties and all the nice comments that people say okay have you ever been deeply affected by a negative comment oh, deeply <laughs> affected you know, I don't get too upset by negative comments. I get a lot of them, not nearly as much as the positive, but I get a lot of negative comments. I have 90% of them screenshotted too. So like I, I look back at them just to remind myself of how ignorant people are and like how much work needs to be done. That's how I use it. I try mm -hmm. to just like go, okay, this person, because usually it's not even an accurate insult, right? Like people will be like, well, you, you stupid Middle Eastern people. And I'm like, all right, already this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. So like, why should I even read the, like, so I, I look at them and I'm like, okay, we clearly have a lot more work to do. Like this, this ignorant guy, just, he can't even get his geography right. So, so um, 
I mean, I I sometimes get an, it's more like I get disappointed than like angry or upset. I'm just like, why? Like, what makes you leave such a comment? You know, mm-hmm. like clearly you don't want my content. You don't like it. What purpose does it serve for you to be hateful? Like, it doesn't do anything to me. Is that what you think it accomplishes that I'm hurt and now like I spend the rest of my waking day thinking about your comment? I forget in five minutes, dude. <laughs> I go play some video games or watch some TV, whatever. I do something, I'm like, oh. It's, it's so, I don't really get like angry. I just get disappointed. I'm just like, why do people do this? Like you have literally, even forget like hateful comments. I don't talk about movies I hate. I don't waste my time talking about things I hate. Like it's just a waste of my energy. Why yeah. do people insist on spending their energy <laughs> being hateful? It boggles my mind. I'm just like, I can't fathom. And I feel bad. I'm like, you're so angry. Like you're yelling and you're upset. You're so mad that you were also like so terribly wrong with your ignorance. Like <laughs> that I just wish, I wish you could understand like me and my life because I'm I'm living it so well. I'm I'm thrilled, man. So it's more of just like, but it, like I said, I try to channel it into okay, we have a lot of work to do. And like, not even about sick kids, just like I wanna, I will literally sometimes engage with these people and i'll be like you know like why did you comment this not angry i'm just like hey why'd you comment this like why'd you feel the need and they'll say like oh because you know you people this i was like well i'm not that or like you have a misunderstanding of my faith we're about love and equality and oneness and like it'll go back and forth and slowly their hate starts to go into like oh shoot i realized i was wrong and like because i'm not attacking them they're just like conversing with me now, like asking questions like, oh, but I thought that, you know, people from here did X, Y, Z. And I'm like, no, that's not the case. Actually, you know, like we have this belief in serving others and whatever, you know, idea. I'm just making the, the specifics up at this point. But then it finally gets to a point where they go, oh, wow, I, I was wrong. I'm sorry. And I'm just like, you know, and it, just because I put in that little bit of effort, it's exhausting, but I put in that effort to just like, welcome them in and show them a bit of compassion and not just be like wow you're an idiot or like you're so you're so stupid for not knowing that india is not part of the middle east like you know instead of just insulting them and like trying to get like cool points on social media by like being really witty like oh what you know a lot of people do that and i don't at all um Mm -hmm. so yeah it's sometimes like it's hard but a lot of, there are occasions where I try to put in the effort, you know, and after a few comments back and forth, if I see it's not going anywhere, I let it go. But if I see this person's genuinely thinking about what I'm saying, I'll keep talking to them. Like sometimes for like 20, 30 minutes, we go back and forth in comments and well, we get to the end where they're like, huh, I didn't know all this. And all my misunderstanding about your identity has been, you know, shown to be a lie. And I'm like, that's one more person walking around the world that doesn't hate us and like have this perception of hate towards this image. And I think that's beautiful. Does it ever happen the other way around as well for you? So like you will make a video on something maybe and then someone in the comments will say something like, it, it might come across as quite hateful at first, but they've got a good message within it. Like they'll say something like, no, this is really ignorant. This is actually the case. And then like you engage with them and they, they'll start explaining, okay, maybe this is why you could have improved this video. This is why 
you could have said this differently because i mean i've definitely heard that before like i've made videos and someone like in the comments will comment oh actually can you instead of saying he when you're referring to god refer to them as they like small things like that where it's like the first time i look at it i'm like oh, i'm probably just gonna ignore this comment but then like i think about it a little bit more and i'm like hmm, why did you say that for like oh actually like you know this is why i say it. like when let's say for the specific example yeah in gurbani it says like oh we are the sole brides and he and Bagru's the husband lord so that's why in my head a lot of the time I refer to him as male but then they'll like said something about like having like genderless qualities and right. things like that and I was like you know it is actually you made a good point yeah I'm just good and then from that point on I actually started being like well yeah I mean it makes sense you make a valid point I, I'm I'm happy to like take this on board so does that kind of thing happen to you as well um not too much with sikki just because like that's that that specific example is something though i've changed on my own um actually um just because i i thought about like we always say like oh mul mantra this means genderless and formless but we always use he like what do we you know why do we do that so it's interesting to think about but i definitely had people present a perspective and i was just it to me it came off as like ignorant and so I would ask them a question. That's like my go-to is I just ask a question like, hey, what do you mean? Or like, could you clarify? Because I don't fully understand. And usually that second comment is more indicative of what they mean. And some, and usually it is me misunderstanding their point. Sometimes they are just like, they're genuinely hateful. And they're just like, oh, I mean, like all you, all you people are stupid or like all you people are terrorists. So I was like, okay. All right, <laughs> you, do you, you do you, you do you. Yeah. But yeah, there have been, I can't remember a specific example right now, but there have been times where people have said something, I took it as like rude or like kind of ignorant. And then I just was like, let me ask them for clarification. I took a moment though. I'd like step away from my phone and like, think about it. I'm like, cause I'm not always right. Real, the reality is I'm not always right. So I was like, hey, like, let me, like, what do you mean by that? Could you explain more? And then they do. And then I go, oh yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. And yeah, it's a learning process, but it's cool. I love when I have interactions like that of people who just provide me perspective because I don't know everything. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely like it as well. Like, it's weird because like, I think we spoke about this last time that whenever I'm researching, whenever I'm going to make a TikTok, I have to research it first. When I'm learning about it, I'm like, wow, okay, you know what it is? Like, a while on one side i'm teaching it but on the other side i didn't even know this like 10 minutes ago so like it's actually really it's a really nice process just like generally making tiktoks like having to learn it yourself like then speaking about it not even speaking about it in a teaching method but sometimes just asking people questions on what they think and like yeah. just engaging in that dialogue with like yeah a bunch of people it's i don't know i think it's it's something that the sangat is almost missing in one sense yeah i mean i think on my side, that's what I've done most effectively is I just share my understanding and experience and perspective, right? And I say like, according to what I know, I understand this about, you know, let's just say you know, what six believe happens after death, right? Like I share what I've understood about it. And if someone says, well, actually, you know, this is what it is. I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know. And then like, I'll check. And I'll look into it more, talk to other people and be like, hey, is this, what is it? What is it, you know? And, but I always make sure that I'm giving my understanding of it, which is limited. I always make sure that like people know, you know, this is what I've understood and this is what I'm sharing and don't only trust me, <laughs> you know? 
Um, yeah. So I think that's what has made it most effective is people don't feel like I'm acting like some sort of authority figure on the subject. Like they understand I know, but they're also aware that I am not 100% on everything. And there are other people who could provide another perspective to it. Definitely. There's one comment specifically, and I'm just glad to bring it up because I've been trying to get it out of you, but I don't think it, you're, I'm you're missing it. Sorry, I'm missing it. <laughs> right. Let me let me have a quick look at what it was because I wrote it down. All oh, right. Can six not cut oh. their hair unless he's <laughs> realized? Can yeah. six not cut their hair unless they kill a Muslim? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Can you explain this comment? Where it's come from? Why have you got this? Uh, repeatedly half a dozen times you've got yeah. this comment on your videos who was who was saying this rumor who's putting this about <laughs> Dude, i'm have, so confused i have no idea where this started i really wish i knew where, where <laughs> the mythology of this this thought because the first time i got it i was like oh it must be some weird person who just like you know i don't i don't even know what to think of them but like just some weird person then i got it like a few more times and it's like someone's sharing this like people are discussing <laughs> this in their circles like this is not a clearly people have heard of this somewhere this rumor complete rumor by the way i just want to clarify yeah yeah let's let's just be very clear <laughs> there's so much wrong with this question right can Sikhs not cut their hair unless firstly stop you there Sikhs are not allowed to cut their hair all right let's 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 end the debate there I mean, to add on the end of the sentence, kill a Muslim, right? Firstly, kill. Why is that cut? Why are you going to say you're going to have to kill someone before you cut their hair, like before you cut your hair? And how on earth did you think people got around this when it's literally illegal? Then <laughs> on top of killing, specifying, <laughs> specifying it has to be a muslim what is going on in that person's brain what kind of rumors are being spread man something needs to be done about this like I, I honestly you have no I, idea why this has come about i will say this though if if that were true it would prove that like we don't come from islam that, that is the only the only positive that you could possibly take out of it <laughs> It's, is that six are clearly different from Muslims, and that would be that would be even understand for people to have. But man, what yeah. A comment? Yeah, I I don't know, and I I've asked some of the people who've commented this. I was like, oh, where did you hear this? And they never had an answer for me. They was just like, oh, it was just something I've heard. And I was like, but who made this what? up? Where did this story even come about? Why? why did they attach cutting hair and what it was all sorts of confusion every time i get this comment and the fact that i keep getting it and i'm just like Bro, it blows my mind it who? blows my mind how many people believe this like i need a head count now so i can just like get you all together and be like hey whoever who started this like point to me the the beginning of this rumor because like <laughs> it was wild yeah I was very shocked the first time. And then I was super confused the second, the third, the eighth time. Cause I was just like, why does everybody, why do so many people know this or think this? 
who's teaching them this? I was just like, they're, what baffles me more, right, is like, sometimes I hear things from people or like misconceptions or ideas that I've heard six share because they may not necessarily know the faith as well, right? Or something like that, right? You know, like some people are like, oh, my, my sick friend told me it's pronounced Sikh. And I'm like, okay, I know why that exists, right? Like, I, it comes from six because of, you know, integration, trying to like assimilate into the world. I completely disagree with it, but whatever. Um, and I still get into arguments with people. Um, but this has never been a part of sick discourse ever. Like, this has never been something like, oh, yeah, now today we're going to cover when six could cut their hair. Like, that's not a subject matter. <laughs> I'm literally speechless. <laughs> I've been to workshops, I've been to retreats, conferences, like about the Sikh faith. Never once has this ever been a Never. talking point, you know? So Never. Like, I don't know who started I, this. I couldn't count. I literally couldn't count how many videos on Sikhi that I've watched. Yeah, this has never been covered by basics of Sikhi, Nanak Nam. None of the major teachers have ever, ever discussed this before. I've never heard it anywhere. So whoever's talking about it, please, let's just, let's just stop the rumor there. That's enough, all right? We don't need any more misrepresentation of the sick faith. Yeah, that one was always. I next time I get it though, I'll screenshot it and send it to you, dude. <laughs> Man, honestly, it's it's a crazy world. It's a crazy world. All right, okay. Now, this has been a, a decent length of a podcast. Now, <laughs> just to finish up on, I wanted to ask you one final question, sure. and that is. What's one Saki that's really stood out within your life or one Saki that you've always really remembered well? Ooh. I'm going to say um, the Saki of Bike and Ayaji. Um, and so I guess, should I explain it? Do I need to go through it? Uh, if you want to, yeah. Go for yeah, it. yeah. So Bike and Ayaji was a follower of the ninth and 10th Gurus. And during the time of Guru Gobind Singh Ji, there was a battle going on and uh, there were wounded soldiers all across the battlefield. And Pai Kaneji started serving water to the soldiers, these wounded soldiers, but he wasn't serving water just to the Sikh soldiers. He was serving water to the enemy soldiers as well. And some of the Sikh soldiers saw this and got very upset with him and took him to Guruji. And they took him in front of Guru Sahib and they're like, you know, um, Guru Sahib said like, so I, I've heard you've been, or I forgot if the soldier said it or Guru Sahib said, but whatever, they addressed that Baikanayaji is serving water to the soldiers and people of the enemy you know, side. And Guru said, Guruji said, is this true? And Baikanayaji said, yes, it is. You know, when I look at someone, all I see is you, Guruji. I see the, the jyot of, of Maharaj, like how could I not serve and help them, my fellow human, you know, that are part of this oneness. And that Sakyo sticks with me because of that last part. And oh, also like, so goes the Sakyo that Guruji smiled and said, you know, you clearly understand the, you know, the, the message and the, the Guru's teachings and like, you know, so that last part of why he does what he does of why Baikaneji serves water to anyone is so exemplary of uh, Sikhi and its principles and its ideals of oneness of ikonkar, of selfless service, of the seva we strive to provide, of, you know, sarvadapala, the well-being of all, like all these ideals that we speak when we do 
you know, Bach and we do Ardas and we do Namsim and all these things, we speak them all the time. But the question that I always ask myself and other six is like, how do we embody them? How do we practice them? And, you know, when people share, you know, because there's a lot of prejudice in our community. I'm, I'm sure you've seen it, but like I've seen anti-Blackness, I've seen Islamophobia, I've seen casteism, classism, racism, you know, prejudice of all kinds. And I'm like, how do you do Ardas and say, and then choose to be prejudiced? Like that doesn't make sense to me, you know? And so Baikaneaji always reminds me of like that oneness and that idea of, of what Sakhi is at its core. Um, and that's why it's it's the the Sakhi, I guess, that is my my favorite. It's hard, I hate calling it my favorite, but it's the one that I connect with the most deeply. No, it is a beautiful Sakhi, honestly. The the lesson that you hear from that, and one thing that we spoke about the last time we talked is that when it comes from a follower, like when, when you watch another Gursik do something, like it seems more achievable. Like when you see the gurus do it, you're like, but they're the gurus, you know, like they're, they're just on a different level. They just, they were so connected to God. How can, what can I do? But when you see another Gursik doing something so amazing like that, like that makes it make, it makes you feel like, you know what it is? it's possible for us to get to that level too and that's what I really like about the Saki too it is it's amazing Saki and I think that it really if if we really embodied that same thought process if we really embodied that same attitude towards people then we'd solve so many problems within Saki so many problems within the world to be honest for sure I mean you we talked about this like the amount of six you'll see on specifically Twitter, but any social media platform that are just so cruel and harsh with what they say and tweet. And I don't understand it. I don't understand how you can do that as a sick. How can you, and I'm not saying they're not sick. They get to identify how they identify, but how do you say you're a sick, but then put out so much hate, almost almost combined fear and hate, hate and anger and, you know, I just don't understand that if we're supposed to care for everyone and want the well-being of all, you know, how do you do that? You know, it's different than if you're addressing an issue and you're trying to maybe um, help someone understand an issue better. There's still a way to approach that, right? Like, like I said before, I deal with bigots all the time and I'm not hateful towards them. I don't just say like, oh, you racist, how about you go, whatever. I talk to them and I... It's hard, but I give them compassion to at least see if they understand or can are capable of understanding or willing to understand. If they're unwilling to understand, then I let it go. But if I can make any sort of stride in helping them be more understanding, then I'm going to do that. And I, I think a lot of people in our community don't make that step of being willing to give people a chance to understand and uh, you know, maybe hear your side of the story or your perspective of the issue. 100%. That's a really nice message to end the podcast on as well today. And like, honestly, it's been great having you. We could we could genuinely talk for another two hours if we wanted to. I don't know if <laughs> there's so many things that we could discuss, but no, it's been really nice speaking to you about these things. And I'm, I'm again, I'm really grateful that you came on the podcast and took the time out to speak about it. So again, thank you very much. And yeah, we'll end the podcast episode there. So again, just for the vibe you got.